0: You are buried, and you rose together with Christ. That means you are a life-giving spirit in the plan of God. I was born to enjoy. I was born to be happy in life. I was born to enjoy peace as a master plan. You know, the material that God uses to build us is the Word. He does not have another, doesn't have another secret way of building us in the Word, building us in life. He uses the word. When God brings the word, you receive it. Your life becomes more beautiful, more glorious. And today is an opportunity for you to move from the common class to the class of the supermen. Excellent in the spirit. Praise the Lord. Yes, you can move to a new level. A new level in the things of the spirit. I'd like us to... We say master plan parts to write. Oh my God, this is huge. We saw that all of us are constructing our lives according to the design that God set for us, and the design, our design, the master plan reads Christ. Our life is Christ, and your life ought to bring out that picture of Christ. We saw that in the book of Colossians chapter 3. he says that you should set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Can you just put up that scripture there so that we, we connect it with today's teaching? So I say that anyone that is building must have the architectural design before he sets up the building, unless it's just one of those combo-combo things. But if you are doing a nice building, a nice apartment. You need the architectural design, and our design is from God. And He says, "Our life is Christ is our life." So our life, each one of us here, I say, is busy constructing, is busy building your life. But the question is, what is your end product? What is your end product? What is your end product? When Christ, who is our life, Christ, who is our life? So your life is Christ. Praise the Lord. And I want just to refresh your mind on this. That in the thinking of God, God never thought at any one moment in life, he is creating a man that is manifesting a character or a glory that is lower than him. When you see what Jesus said in the book of um, john chapter 17 he said that his prayer he said that the glory that you have given me i have given them too. can you go just just go to the verses behind there you see i want to show you how in the mind of god because jesus prayed according to the perfect will of the father and so you see in this you see yourself in this you see, the kind of product, the kind of plan that God has for your life. This, neither pray I for this alone. This is Jesus' praying, But for them also which shall believe on me through their word. That's you. You are in that prayer. Praise the Lord. And you can doubt every other person's prayer, but not this one of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, neither pray for this alone. Those ones, ones that are present with him. But for them also, which shall believe on me through their word. That, that was talking about us. It was, it was talking about the future. And we are here now because of that prayer. It says, that they all may be one. This is where it begins. says, they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me. And I in thee. And they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that I have sent me. Can you put up in the NIV? The NIV. That all of them may be one. Father, just may be one. Father, just as you are in me, and I am in you. So powerful. They may be one. Just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe. They may be one in us so that the world may believe what that you have sent me. There is something that God wants to prove to the world. That is in his plan. That is, And he wants to prove it through you. He says, Jesus' and says, "May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me." But I kind of like the construction in in the King James says, "They may be one in us. They may be one in us, and the world may believe that thou hast sent me." Right? Okay, let's go. Go to verse three. The glory which thou gavest me, I have given them. When you read this kind of prayer, it gives you a glimpse, it gives you uh, an idea as to what manner of man God brought into this world. He says, The glory which thou gavest me, I have given them for what? that they may be one, even as we are one. That they may be one, even as we are one. Verse 23. I in them, thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one. I in them, that's Jesus Christ, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one. That the world may know, again he's repeating, the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. That tells you something. God loves you the same way he loves Jesus Christ. God loves you just like he loves Jesus Christ. God listens to you the same way he would listen to Jesus Christ. God answers your prayers the same way he did to Jesus Christ. Oh my God, if this one can become your daily truth, your daily thing, what you believe in, what you walk in, since the Father loves me the same way he loves Jesus Christ, things will be different. You talk differently. You pray differently. You do miracles like never before. I in them and thou in me that they may be made perfect. In one. In who? They may be made perfect in one. In God. And that the world may know that thou hast sent me and has loved them even as thou hast loved me. Now, with that in mind, not in mind, but in your spirit, let's move to Colossians, the same chapter. This is day two of Master Plan, part two. Okay? Now, let's go, we have read this, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth, right? But I want you to go a little bit down, verse 3, go ahead, back to verse 3, start from verse 3. Uh-huh. For we are dead, For we are dead. Go back to verse two. (laughs) I have to show you something. See, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Death is on the earth. Death is not in heaven. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. And now I start today's teaching. You know, it was... Death was not in God's plan. Death is not one of the things that came from God. Death came as a result of sin. that's what the Bible says. Because of sin, death came. So death was not in the master plan. Death is an illegal structure that needs to be demolished. It is written X by angelic beings that take care of structures. Death has been marked X. It's not one of the structures that should be around you. It is an X demolish. Marked for demolition. Praise the Lord. I pray you catch this. Because we are getting deeper and deeper If you lose me here now, the other stuff. See, I say death was not in the original plan of God. And that's why God, the Spirit of God is talking to us, talking to all the saints in the world, and says, set your minds and keep them, keep them set. Set them and keep them set on what is above. The higher things, not on things that are on, on the earth. And then he goes on, verse 3. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. You understand that construction? For well, you are dead. That means you are called out of death. You cannot go back there. It's not possible. You died, and then after that, the day you became born again—that's what happened. In that split of a second. All this took place. When a man gets born again, it means that man believes that he's been crucified with Christ, he's been buried with him, and he's been raised together with him. For you are dead. and your life. Say, my life. He's hid with Christ in God. What does that mean? Since says your life is hid with Christ in God. You know, when I say man was not created for to die, God never created man with another plan of his death. No, man was never originally supposed to die. It is sin that brought death. Now, in the master plan, I say death was not in the picture. God designed man to have happiness, to have joy, to have peace. He made the Garden of Eden, prepared it so nicely. He prepared a platform where he can meet man every afternoon. He created that as the, the University of Divinity, where man would learn who God is. God would come in the evening. He was the lecturer himself. He would come and spend time with man and open the heavenly verities, open what, what God is all about. That was how man was close with God. But the usurper came. The enemy came. And he deceived man. But that did not change the plan of God. That did not change the plan of God. That did not affect the master plan in any way. God knows everything. So he had made provision for that. He made provision for that. You know, A lot of people, you hear them saying, well, why is it that God created man knowing very well that man was to sin and get separated from him? Why, why? Why did God create man so that he can die? What was the need for that? Can I tell you something? Those questions are only asked by foolish men. When I say foolish, I mean, people that have no spiritual, uh, they're not, they not—they don't have the wisdom of God. They don't see with the eyes of the spirit. That's when you can ask, why did God create man? Knowing very well that man will sin and you'll punish him and those who don't receive Christ will go to hell. Why would God do that? You see, God has given man something that is so special. It's called the free will. And God does not control the will of man. God persuades, leads, guides. That's why a man can hang himself as God is watching. If God was ever controlling the will of man, he would take that, whatever it is, the poison, whatever it is, and then stop man from dying. But when man determines something, it will take a choice, a decision for him to change. It will not take God. That's why God has ordained his men to pass on knowledge that can give man a new mindset. And when you have a new mind, a new, the mindset of God, you can make decisions that are consistent with his plan and with his will. So man is a... Man as he is, is an eternal personality. And he faces eternal situations man has nothing that is of temporal impact everything that man does whether natural born again or born again everything man does has eternal impact when he when he sins that sin will find him one day if he doesn't receive christ that act of not receiving christ has eternal his choices have eternal eternal repercussions If you make a choice, not to receive Christ, it might look like, well, it is a choice of my religion. I have made it. But I tell you what, man is an eternal personality with eternal situations. There's nothing that is temporal for man. What you are doing today has a bearing on eternity. There's nothing in your accounting profession, in your whatever profession you are in, what you are doing now has something to do with eternity. Say amen. Because man is a spirit. Man has, man is, I said he's an eternal personality and faces eternal situations. He's not just a creature like, and even those creatures, when you think about them, those creatures, when you think about, when you think about the creatures that God created—they have, they have some kind of unique intelligence. There were before they they cut down the trees along Uru Highway. There were birds there. Those birds, the, the wildlife people say they would fly, to they would fly to neighboring countries. Ethiopia, Uganda, and still fly back. They had the cognitive map. God had wired them that way. Those are birds. Those are birds. Those bees in Kitui, where there is no water, they will fly all the way 100 kilometers to Tana River. Go there, take water, and also look for flowers along the river. And carry nectar from the manufacturer of honey. They will carry. And go back again. They will not miss way. They will know where is the beehive. Those I'm showing you the detail, how detailed God is. That's a bee. That's a bee. I mean a bee that you have dominion over. It has been wired in a way that it can fly several miles far and fly back to its place and deliver what it went to pick. Now, that's how detailed God is with a bee. One, what those those animals? Those insects that are—you can kill them at will. When you see them in your house, you say, where is it coming from? You don't know how God in his manful wisdom wired it in such a way that it's amazing if you study them. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. I When you study the fish and everything, you find they have some kind of intelligence. And now, we are told with that kind of intelligence. They are not created in the image of God. In fact, God said, let them be. He just said, let them be. Some come out of water, a fish. A fish came out. Now, go carefully said, let us make man. In our own image and in our own likeness. God never said, let us make be like us. But he said, let us make man. That should give you some sleepless nights. Why am I like this? Why am I not showing the character of God? How can you live life fair like this? You're just like an ordinary person. You say you know things are very hard. Things are very hard. Can you imagine God talking that way? Have we not read that his prayer was that they may be one in us. That they may be one, they may be perfect in one. That's been perfect in God, right? So God in his manifold wisdom he does not want you to function Away from him. You know, I was talking with Steve. Brother Steve earlier today. And he made a statement like, which which sounds very good. I'm sure many people would still say that. When you grow up, you change. He made a statement like, I'm living for God. It's great. If you're talking, you're living for God in the sense that you're serving him, your life is for him that's great but we don't just live for God we live in his name living for God and living in his name is different living in his name means where you are you're representing fully he does no need to show up you are there for him you are there you represent, you live in his name that means I'm living in the name of God so when I go to a restaurant I am in that restaurant as if there's no other place where God is. Did you get that? When God created you, he never expected at any one moment in your life to function differently from him. No, no wonder. The writer of Psalms, in his very low level, I mean, he was not as advantaged as, as we are. But he asked this. He saw man is different. He said, what is man? What is man? What is man? That you are so mindful of him that you made him just a shade lower than God. Oh my God. What is man? What is this thing? What is this creature? He said, what is man? That thou art mind that God is full of man. He, He thinks man. Even in heaven there is man. Kaya, At the right hand of the Father, there is man. What is man? What is this species? You know, man is not your name. Man. It's just like they call God, God. God is not his name. It's an adjective. What is man? That thou art mindful of him. And the son of man, that thou visitest him. Oh my God. Why? You see what he says. For thou hast for thou hast made him a little lower. The word there is angels, but is an Elohim, which means God. It's not angels. You have, uh-huh. I like the version that says God. It says you have made him a little lower than God. A little the 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 the, the Hebrew word is a shed lower. A shed lower, you know when you say that that car as um, a shade of green or blue or whatever, you mean you cannot really tell the boundary between the gray and the green? They're so connected. We are a shade lower. There's a version that. We're just a little lower than God. All the heavenly beings, you are crowned. He says, you have crowned him with glory. Wait. Do you know who is, who is crowned with glory and honor? It's, no, wait. It's God who has that. It's God who can claim. He's, he's crowned with glory and honor. But he says man. Man is, is crowned in the thinking of God. His man is crowned with glory and honor. Let me show you another illustration that will open your understanding. And I believe the Holy Spirit will use it to amplify what I'm teaching. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Man, takabali, There's a man. His name was Abraham. Abraham, Abraham, he walked on this earth. He walked with God. He was obedient to God. He did his own share of mistakes. He even married in in bid to seek the city that he saw. Okay, okay. Before I appear like I'm not giving scriptures, go to Hebrews 11, verses number 9 to 10, 11. Now, now, Abraham had seen the master plan. And he was looking and searching and asking, where's that city? He looked for a city which had foundations and whose builder and maker, Kaya. He was looking for the city that is you. Don't you know? The Bible says you are a city. built on the mountain top. that can never be hidden. You are city set on the mountain top. that cannot be hidden. Now, Hebron was looking. He looked. Go back a little bit. He was sojourning. He says he sojourned the earth. By faith, he sojourned. In his journeys, he met Kedura. He was still looking for a city. In his journey, he met Agar. He was still looking for a city. In his, in his journey, God spoke to him and told him, you know what, Abraham? All those sons that you have, those ones are no sons of the promise. Your wife, as old as she is, she can still get a child. Ah! He said, the Bible says, Abraham staggered not at the promises of God. In his sojourning, he, he staggered not. See how God is so faithful. God did not, he staggered not. But he still, according to human thinking, when you look like a man, you will say he staggered. Uh-uh. How do you go for your household to get promi- this man who is troubling us today? was born of a very anointed man that's why those guys will always be rich they were born by Abraham, anointed man but the bible says he staggered not god does not look at relevant things god doesn't look at small things stop telling god small things he does not hear those things say god god remember me god you know what i've done. god does not listen to that kind of crap Hey. He staggered not. That's the spirit of God. According to God, all those things that Abraham did, he staggered not. Uh -uh, You can go and ask God. It's not me. me. He staggered not at the promise of God. Through unbelief. But was strong in faith. Uh -uh. He was strong in faith. You know what? <laughs> when you are coming to report something to pastor, be very careful, because this is my mindset. I think like my God. I, you are telling me, ah, oh, blah, 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 <laughs> He staggered not. That's how we think in our family. He staggered not. At the promise of God. Through unbelief. Uh-uh. Even you are listening to Sarah, you staggered not. But was strong in faith. How? Giving glory to God. I can imagine it was giving glory to God. I'm a father of many nations. Giving glory to God. He staggered not. And that's why in the hall of faith, when they are talking about men that excelled in faith, hmm, he says this. He saw a city. He was looking for a city whose architect, whose builder, whose foundation. He looked for a city which had foundations. Kaya. Remember, you are constructing your life. But this is this city. He was looking for a city which had foundations whose builder and maker is God. He was looking for that city. He was looking for that city. He was looking for you. He was asking. He was asking. When will this time come? That the spirit of Christ has revealed to me that the sufferings of Christ will be followed by glory. That was the city. A glorious city that he was looking. for. Setting what? At what manner of time? The spirit of Christ which was in in them did signify, when it testified beforehand, that the sufferings of Christ, as Christ suffered, yes, he said, and the glory that shall follow, the church that was born, out of the sufferings of Christ, they were looking and seeing, Christ is about to build a city, is able to come up with a city, with a strong foundation, with a tunnel foundation, the builder is God, They were asking, they were asking. I can see them asking. Tell us Moses, tell us Elijah. They were asking. They were all asking, now that time has come. And some people want to go back and say, we want to be like Moses. They say, we are looking at the leadership leadership character traits of Moses. How? They say they want to be Joshua generation. How? No. These guys were looking for the city. And look, the Bible says, go back to Hebrews. They never got what they were doing, but they never gave up. They never got it. They could not get it without us. Go to verse, go to the next verse, I think 24, go to 24, then 39, then 40. Yes, I think, yeah. All these men, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. They never received. In their lifetime. Although we have appraised them so, so powerfully. He says, having received a good report through faith, they received not the promise. And this all having obtained a good part of true faith, received not the promise, God having provided some better things. God had provided some better things. God having provided better plan. This better plan. He had a better plan. God had planned something better. Something better. God had planned what? Uh-uh, wait. Moses grew with his clothes. Moses parted water. Moses received abegats from heaven. Moses spoke. Moses motiv- ah. Moses. Moses. Look what he did. The man the man disobeyed God openly and it is disobedience called miracles. Why? And God Moses. And God Moses talked with God until his countenance changed when Moses went to the mountain. He spoke with God. When he was coming down, the Israelites looked at him. And they said, oh, no, no, no. They said, he covered himself. Now, the Bible says, that ministry of Moses. That ministry of Moses was a ministry of death. In comparison to what we have today. You guys, you better know what you have. Don't lose out on the value very valuable thing that God has entrusted into your life. Look, go to that scripture. We'll get to this. Go to that scripture in the book of 1 Corinthians second, I think second no First Corinthians chapter 2 talks about the, talks about the law and the grace and the time of grace. He says that if the service that condemns the ministration of doom. My God. The ministration of what? He it had glory. How infinitely more abounding in splendor and glory must, this is a guarantee, must be the service that makes Russia's, the ministry that produces frosters, Russia's living and that produces and frosters, Russia's living and right standing with God. How much more? You know, this is amplified. It's making a lot of, a lot of long sentences. Can we go out to? Uh, hey, thank you. If the ministry that condemns men. Yes. If the ministry that condemns men is glorious. Selah. That was Moses' ministry. The ministry that condemns men. If that ministry was glorious, how much more? How much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? Now, you see in the master plan of God, I don't know. He never allowed this man to see the ministry we are in today. He never allowed it. we have this very gracious precious opportunity to be in the best of the best ministries minister brings righteousness and that's why this takes us to where I had come from now that's uh, Hebrews 11:39 it says that because God had, has in mind and had something better and greater in view for us. Okay. That's a master plan. He had something better and greater in view for us so that they, these heroes and heroines of faith hmm, should not come to perfection Are you catching this? In, in the master plan, God had knew there's a certain generation of men that I'll bring, and I'll bring them through Jesus Christ. These men, they're the ones who perfect the generations past. So what you are doing, what you are doing has effect on Moses, has effect on Abraham, as effect on Elijah. Don't say these are the days of Elijah. Elijah in heaven, he's singing. These are the days of Judah. These are the days. These are your days. They are celebrating because they know without you they are not perfect. You know, when I go to either a seminar or a place, we have somebody saying, "Let us copy the, copy the character of David. The character of the character of." I can't. They need me more. They need. I, I, I didn't write this. Did you write this? He says that these heroes and heroines of faith should not come to perfection apart from us before we could join them, they, they are waiting for us. What we are doing today, that's why you are the fourth man. That's why your work is so critical. That's why what you do, the entire heaven is holding their, they are holding their breath. Because a slight mistake like this, you put an entire generation, past and future into trouble. The master plan. The master plan. Praise the Lord, Jesus. God had me in mind. Praise the Lord. Oh, so this man, this man of faith, they could not be, they couldn't be made perfect without us. So what you do today is so, so very important. It's so very important. Praise the Lord. It's so very important. So you're that city that Abraham was looking for. And like I said, go back to Colossians chapter 3 verse 4. Colossians 3 4. I say we're busy constructing our lives. And Christ is the chief cornerstone is 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 the living stone. I don't know how to put this one. <clears throat> you see, the recommended materials to build our lives this is the word of God. The final product is Christ. says when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall he also appear with him in glory. And another version says, when he shall appear, you shall realize all this while you are like him. Praise the Lord. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall he also appear with him in glory. Can you go to the next verse? I have, yeah, this is what I was looking for. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Ah, Say Now see, it's not tomorrow. It's not when you get to heaven. It says, now we the sons of God. It does not yet appear, or we shall be. But we know, we know that when we shall appear, when he shall appear, we shall be like him. When he shall appear. He says, we shall be like him. Why? For we shall see him as he is. We shall see him as he is says, now we the sons of God, it doth not yet appear what we shall be. Because today, sometimes I have flu, I have this. But I tell you, in the master plan, there was no place for sickness. There was no place for poverty. That's why Paul was praying and saying this. He was saying this. I pray that the eyes of your understanding may be opened, that you may see the unsatiable riches, the fathomless, the incalculable riches that are for the saints in the light. The reason this only God has unsatiable riches, but He says they belong to you. Look, we have the same life that Christ has. That is the that was the plan of God, and that is what where we are. That see. On, on Wednesday, I said, God has set us on this course, and you have to follow this course. You cannot deviate, you cannot go outside. This, this, uh, this, uh, this lady I was witnessing to yesterday, and it was in a financial institution. So I told her what? After serving me, I said, Are you on course? She said, No, you're not on course. You've deviated from the course. She was shocked. Like, how can you talk like that? I said, I'm a man of God. She knows I'm a pastor. So I told her, you know, when you came into this world, God ordained you for life. God put your name in the book of life. But because of your actions, you're trying to move away from the master plan. You've deviated. Tears rolled down her cheeks. I said, you're not born again. You need to receive Christ. I didn't know she was working, so I know the rules of the bank. I knew the injection has gone. Well. I've already injected the drug that kills, that kills that sin. So I say, you need to receive Christ. And I went, when I was walking, she said, Pastor, I would like to have a meeting with you. It is true what you say. I said, you've deviated. You are not on course. You know, when a man is not born again, he is not on course. He's pursuing natural destiny. He's pursuing a destiny that is of this world. Natural destiny. That the Bible says that this is a way that seems right in the eyes of men. That's natural destiny. That's natural destiny. Where you go to school, you get a degree. You get a job. You marry. You get to, you manufacture children. You 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 drive a car. Natural destiny. A way that seems right. And men say you are prosperous. Poof. Prosperous for where? You are not on course. You have lost course. There's a way that seems right. Seems right. Seems it's not right. It seems right. And the elderly men say, Ah, the son of so and so. It's not like you know, when I got born again and I was fiery for the Lord, we had gone to campus with another brother, and so when I when I got so fiery and I resigned from the bank, they said the son of so and so He's not confused. Like the son of Kalinga, he is still pursuing his dream. But the son also has left the way. But you know what? I was not moved. I knew life is a marathon. And I've made the right choice. I'm set on a course. And the God is with me on this course. The point is, on this course, there might be challenges. But I'm with God. I'm in God. So every step that I take is a step of the Holy Ghost. Every move I, I take, every move is a move of the Holy Ghost. And so I am secure in God. So there's a way of life that looks harmless. Harmless enough. Look again. It leads straight to hell. I'm telling you. I've lived for a while... To see this scripture being fulfilled in the lives of many, many people. Many. Some even. Some. That I saw them in class. They came out here. Made money. Big money. Millions. And it was the millions that killed them. They fought over the millions and killed one another. I'm not talking of a myth. We were, this, we, were, we were sharing the same lecturer. Going to the same college, register, everything. The next thing I see is in the newspaper. Hey. Hey. What? I thought they were doing very well. We said, this is a life I wanted. Ah, yeah. But that's natural. That is natural destiny. There's a way. You know, let me tell you this. That you need to know what God values and value that. You should know what God what is God's focus and focus on that. That's what makes sense to God. All these other things. Car, salary, salary, salary. Salary. You say my guy gets. Eh? Several digits salary. You are a man set on a course. Don't look at that natural destiny. You know natural destiny suffers natural disaster. I mean, they suffer crisis Natural destiny, it's it has it doesn't have security. That which you are holding so dear to yourself, it can just vanish. But you know, when a man is set on divine destiny, when a man is set on the cross that God has set him on, when he's on that cross, whatever he does is of eternal value. And God is, God is, God has no option but to protect him in that course. God protects what he does. God ensures that what he's doing touches not only his city, not only his country, but the whole world. You're a man, in God's thinking, God did not plan for you to have citywide impact. Or even, for some, it's villains. They are villain champions. And they have brought a lot of trouble. They don't want to receive Christ. You are just a villain champion. You are known in your sub-county. But you are are sub-county. No, no, you are known by your sub-chief. Sub-chief knows you. When you drive home with your small car, The chief comes to meet you, to tell you how the location is, how the sub-location is. And then you think, you say, these people that are making noise here, you you need to close down these churches. You feel you are big now. You can command dear God's children to have the place where they worship closed. You are too small. You have no, you don't know where you're going. Those men that are making noise, they are pursuing a divine destiny. And their end, God knows. The Bible says, God knows the way of a righteous man. It says, mark the way of a righteous man. The end is peace. Mark the way of a righteous man. The end is prosperity. What is it? What are you telling me? My pastor, there are people whose wealth has gone from generation to generation. Which generation? As long as it is not built on a firm foundation, it is, it is collapsing. It's collapsing. It will collapse. It will collapse. You know, I normally tell you this, that I have marked the perfect man and behold the upright. For the end of that man is what? You know, I have no problem with the people of God. Even if they are in deep trouble, I know one thing. It says Mark. Mark the perfect, the says, mark the perfect man and behold the upright. For the end of that man is peace. That's the master plan. The master plan states that. The end of a righteous man is peace. The end of a wicked man, can you imagine God saying he doesn't know? Yeah, that's what the Bible says. Uh -uh. You think God knows everything? This the way of a wicked man. You know when I read this to men that are not born again, they quickly receive Christ. (laughs) The ungodly shall not stand in the judgment seat. No sinners in the congregation of the rashes. Why? For God knows the way of the rashes. The Lord knows the way of the rashes. But the way of the of the ungodly, the 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 way of the ungodly, shall perish. Shall perish. What does the message Bible say? God charts the road you take. He charts charts the road you take. The road they take is kiddie. road. <laughs> he does not talk about God. The road they take is skiddy. They sleep every time. They don't know why they are falling. Skinny roll. But God charts. He charts the road. Your road is, God is is with you. God is with you. When you meet walls of opposition, because you are with God, you say, yeah, God can cover your back. You meet an opposition. Say, this one, you can't pass here. People from your family never pass here. You say, no, I come from the family of God. I'm a city. They say you can't pass here. But you are with God. So you just come. Father, it's all here. Don't take notice of it. Just walk through. Walk through. Walk through. Walk through. Wait, let me tell you this. In the thinking of God, this wall, this wall has rods. In the thinking of God, that's why Jesus, in the form that you are in, Jesus, Jesus in that form, he came in when those and widows were they were closed. He came in. He, he just he walked in through the what you are calling a wall. To God is a road. So God came in. So he came in. He just walked in. And when he was going out, didn't say open the door. He vanished. So he also walked out. And don't think he was as sp- he yet fish. He ate fish. To prove that he was he was still he was still in this world. I'm provoking you to come up to the master plan. You know, God did not create one weak guy, one that is trying to become. No, you are. In the master plan, God does not expect you to walk in the dictates of the senses. So I feel there are no where we live. Hatred is not in the master plan. Fear is not there. God has not given you a spirit of fear. The Bible says walk in the spirit. It says you are in the spirit. So walk in the spirit. In the master plan, the only thing that is known is not fear. He says, we have not received the spirit of fear. but We have received the spirit of power and of a super intelligent mind. Hey. That means you make the right decision. You don't go and make foolish decisions. When pastor is talking to you, you are still moving. He says, ah, pastor, pastor Judah, pastor Judah doesn't understand this generation. Which generation? The spirit that is in me knows all things. And when I talk to you, I talk from, look, you know, there is no Pastor Judah that is preaching and Pastor Judah that is taking coffee. When you have an opportunity to take coffee with me, it's a divine opportunity. It's a divine opportunity for you to learn. It's a door. It's a door that God has opened for you. We, you know, there is this, Think the people think, ah, you know. When Pastor is playing golf, it's very canon. When I'm playing golf, I'm as spiritual as I am. here. Yeah. Yes. I sometimes find myself speaking at that time. I enjoy everything. I was born to enjoy. I was born to be happy in life. I was born to enjoy peace. That's a master plan. Right? God did you not know, give you a spirit of, of fear. He says, but, but, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Say, have a sound mind. Have a sound mind. Kai, okay. You know sound mind? Sound mind doesn't fail in accounts. Sound mind. Sound mind. Sound mind. A sound mind. Okay. God hath not given the spirit of fear. So never fear. Refuse to fear. It's not your portion. Refuse to fear. When you find yourself panicky, pinch yourself. Say, not me. Not me. Not me. It's a master plan. There's no place for fear. There's no place for fear. Because it's walking in the spirit. Walking in the spirit. You are an eternal, eternal being. You don't really like, you know, there's a, there's a natural destiny and divine destiny. You're a man on course to fulfill your divine destiny in God. And God is not leaving you without the how. You know, your life. God is the only one who can answer the what, the why, and the how. Did you hear know what I said? Your life, not even your parents, can answer why, what is it you can do, why you can. Some parents say, you came to be a doctor. I see an engineer in you. Great. Great engineer. I, I'm not disputing your, your career. It's a great career. But your career is a means the end, to, to an end. The reason you are an accountant, the reason you are an engineer, it is so that the world through you may know God. The world through your engineering. I'm not saying go and resign and become a pastor. We cannot all be pastors, but you can be an engineer that is anointed of God. You can be a, a professor that is, that, is, that is changing lives. As you start to teach without preaching, your life, you are conscious that with your spirit, you are transmitting something to those students. Do you know? I always, I always think that professors have a golden opportunity to influence generations. Every day, and you know, students listen so with rapt attention to lecturers. So whatever the lecturer says, goes into their spirits, goes into their minds. So if you are a lecturer, you don't need to preach. But you only need to make one passing statement. One passing statement like this. That will trigger faith in those young people. You are a doctor. A doctor for Christ. An accountant for Christ. Whatever you do in life, you are a journalist for Christ. You will not go and criticize pastors. Say like my pastor. He does this. My pastor says, you are writing. You are writing. You are a journalist for Christ. Say, pastor, must I be naive? You are not naive. You are the most, you are the wisest man ever born in this world. A man that is born again is carrying the wisdom that created the entire universe. That man, look, the man that God created, that man, God consulted him. What should we call this animal? Buffalo. And this one? Elephant. And God never said no. In the Bible says, whatever name he called those animals, they be, that was it. The man, he was not, God not take him to a university. The university he attended was 3 p.m. Every day. 3 p.m. Every day. He attended, University of Divinity. And in that university, he got an impartation where he can name, he never did botizu. He could name, he could name all animals. Gazelle. Elephant. Giraffe. Zebra. And God said, whatever he called them, God never said, no, no, I would have called that one a deer. No, 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 I would have called that one a lion. No, no. Whatever he called them. He says, and whatever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. You are better than Adam. You are better than the first Adam, right? So anything you call, anything you declare with your mouth, it is. Not it shall be, it is. Because you take after the second and the most powerful Adam, that means you are a life-giving spirit in the plan of God. You're not trying to become. You are. You've become a life-giving spirit. Because you take after the second and the last Adam. The first Adam was that close to God. But the second Adam was not just close to God. He was one with him. And God has called us to be one with him too. He says we are one in him. We are one in Christ. Praise the Lord. So it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last, Adam, was made a quickening spirit. I want you to go to where it says, as is the earthy, so are the earthy. You know, God, God in his manifold wisdom, he, he never thinks that you are earthly. You're not earthly. You're not earthlings. You are heavenly. Yes, as is the earthly, such are they also that are earthly. As is the heavenly, such are they also that will be. God's purpose. This was his, his eternal plan. My God. This was his eternal plan. This is a master plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. What else are you looking for? This was eternal plan. This is what God thinks about the church. You are too much. And demons know that. Evil spirits know that. Fallen angels know that. Because those are different categories of satanic beings. Demons, evil spirits, fallen angels. Some are too small to be seen. Say I'm heavenly. In the plan of God, every child of God is heavenly.